This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is a fascinating uh, podcast with Jonathan uh, Haidt that you really want to hear. All right, um, that's, uh, that's coming up tomorrow. It's available now on The Blaze. Uh, American financing. Home is where you live. Right now, home values are up almost 20%, and that's a very big deal. And things are starting to slow down because interest rates are going up. So they're still at 5, 5%, 4 and 3 quarters, something like that, which is still a pretty good rate, especially if you're looking at the value of a house versus what's going to happen with your dollar. When you're losing, you know, they say 8.5% value of your dollar, you know, inflation, or I mean, uh, the uh, interest rate doesn't look so bad at, you know, uh, losing uh, five and a, five and a, uh, or five or th- uh, four and three quarters percent. Right now, you need to do all you can to save money, protect your money, and to get out of high interest credit cards. American Financing can help you. Please call them 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. It's Friday. I'm going to introduce you to somebody who is, it was just a regular person in California and then had enough. Now they are an independent researcher, education advocate, and the host of the podcast, A Time to Stand. You need to meet her. Kelly Sky joins us in 60 seconds. So, Stu, what causes inflation? Uh, Too many dollars chasing too few goods. Yeah, but how do you get those dollars? You print the dollars and print and then print more dollars. Oh, so the federal government does that? The Treasury does that? No, no, no. Uh, That's, uh, I mean, well, they're certainly a big part of it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but they don't print it. Mm -hmm. It's it's the Fed, Mm. the Federal Reserve. uh, And they, they, they they just deposit these things into uh, the banks all around the country. But the amazing thing is, is the Fed is owned, not by the US government, not by you. The Fed is owned by the biggest banks. You know, the ones that they're just printing money and giving that money to. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a, a creature from Jekyll Island. 
This is a uh, a very famous book that was written a few years ago that is a must read, but it's pretty heady stuff. Most people won't get the time to read it. The Tuttle Twins have put together a great book on inflation, the Fed, how it works, what is the real cause, and what is the real cure for all of this. It's the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. I think this book is so important to get into the hands of every single family and every single listener. I've asked the Tuttle Twins to make it for free. So you can get the free copy right now at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You just pay for shipping while supplies last. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. All right. Uh, Kelly Skye is uh, joining us. She is an education advocate and the host of A Time to Stand. Um, she was... Um, she was one of the people that really kind of helped uh, reading uh, her um, work and her research. She really helped explain um, in a very simple way, just by using a triangle, how CRT uh, and SEL uh, and uh, I think it's CSE are all connected. They're all part of a larger problem. And we keep chasing either this this crazy sex curriculum or CRT, they keep denying it and it keeps showing up. That's because of SEL. And that goes all the way to the CDC. Kelly is with us now. How many abbreviations could you possibly use in an intro? Uh, Kelly, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Thanks for having me, Glenn. You bet. So now you live still in California with your, your husband and two children. So that makes That's me right. that makes me question uh, your whole thinking process if you're still there. Um, but I gotta thank you for everything that you are doing. Can you can you take it where uh, I was this week on the uh, Wednesday night special and explain it in your own way on what families and parents are maybe not seeing or not understanding when it comes to this? I believe war on our children. Well, and what I did when I created that is I was hoping to illustrate to so many families in a presentation last year that all of these subjects, which have been treated as independent, are actually integrated within one another. They're all interconnected in a way. So where your school may only really be implementing social emotional learning, there are elements of both critical race theory and critical pedagogy and also comprehensive sexuality education into social emotional learning programs. And the same goes for each side of that triangle. These subjects are integrated, they work together, and then ultimately they all fit into the whole school, whole community, whole child model, which is what I am so thankful you are talking about because every American needs to know about that. Okay, so let me just ask a couple of, you know, uninformed questions. I'm, I'm, I'm new to the SEL thing. Um, social emotional learning, that's been around for a while. And was it ever a good thing? In 
my own opinion from everything I saw when that's actually what started our family's journey back in 2016 is discovering social emotional learning in our children's public school at the time. I would say that from from all I've seen, I, I don't see that it was beneficial or effective, but it did start initially quite small and then it grew from there. And I think many families, when social emotional learning is first entered into a school system, it really does sound great because yeah. it's marketed so lovely, uh, calming kids, educating the whole child. These are all wonderful sounding things. But when you really get to the basic um, implementation of, of all that it includes, there's a lot of concern there because um, it does include social justice. It includes elements of intersectionality. And most people are unaware of that when it's first introduced. So when did the CDC, I mean, the Center for Disease Control, when did the CDC get involved and develop this whole school, whole community, whole child model? Well, back in 2007, um, the ASCD was really working on making an effort to change this entire conversation about education um, with regards to combining health and education. And, And so community schools themselves have started to be implemented the last, you know, for for a while now. But the push right now is to reach this full intended fruition that they have actually in a format of a virtual healthy or community school on their website. And what exactly does that mean? What I mean, as I as I'm looking at this as just a a parent that has kids in school, I hear all these, you know, three letter um, acronyms. I, I don't know what everything means. Uh, and then I, I read about the whole school, whole community, whole child. And you're like, OK, well, that sounds pretty good. What is the now intention of what's what this is? What are they doing with it? Well, what they're doing is they they are transforming education as we know it. But when they combine with health, it is also going to mean that the school is the central part of every community. And then from that, they will collaborate with outside community organizations. The other goal is to have a health clinic, dental, counseling, all on the school site. And what really concerns me is that right in the midst of all of this and the marketing and the ideology of the organizations involved is social justice, is health equity, which James Lindsay has talked about a great deal. Um, Not just health equity, but diversity, equity, inclusion, racial justice. So when these things are implemented into a school system, we have ultimately a very socialized educational model where parents and their involvement are really being pushed to the wayside and the government is stepping in to take care of the whole child, essentially. Right. And this is not um, I mean, it's not that the uh, parents are being pushed aside. 
the parents now, if you object, are being targeted as terrorists. Um, and on top of that, you know, I had a hard time at first with the idea of people that are supporting these things are groomers. But I can't, after looking the definition up, I can't define it any other way. When you're having secret conversations, sometimes about sex and and uh, and even how to perform sex uh, in a very graphic way, and you're telling uh, the child, this is a secret between you and me, don't tell your parents, and you... you um, intentionally lie to the parents that you tell them I'm not having these conversations. That is a groomer. That's a groomer. Right. And a lot of people even don't realize that sex education has completely shifted into a model that is actually intended to be based upon the teaching of both pleasure and eroticism. That is a huge shift away from teaching students what they previously were discussing with prevention and safety, those kinds of things is sex ed of the past. This new comprehensive sexuality education right embedded into their own documentation is teaching pleasure. And these words are loaded terms where they're actually taking old definitions and adding to them. And that's also important for the public to know, because speaking from California, we're seeing some of the most intense indoctrination and a stripping away of parental rights and involvement. And you, as you said earlier, they are looking at controlling everything on the child. And I mean, every aspect of a child's life will run through the school, including their medical records. Right. If anybody is listening, listen and go to the CDC's website and they can look through the virtual WSCC whole school, whole community, whole child model. There is a virtual school they can actually click on and interact with each individual classroom, the health clinic, the counselor's office. And as you said, medical records is one of the items that you can interact with in the virtual class, in the virtual school. And this is the cdc.gov. That's correct. Um, You know, I I feel like a simpleton because I've been saying that we've got to shut down the Department of Education. But this isn't this is coming through the Department of Education, but it's it seems to be spearheaded by the CDC. Right. And funded. So this is. This is an all-government attack on our families and on our children. How do we stop it? I think we as a country have to become aware of exactly what's going on and continue to talk and have this conversation expand. I am so thankful that you and your network are making a point to bring this to your viewers' attention because... Most people I talk to, even in California, they're unaware that sex education has changed. They're unaware of community schools. They're unaware that teachers unions have been for the last year actively marketing and meeting and strategizing for how to implement these. 
And right now here in California, it's approximately a $3 billion initiative and schools are actively working to build health clinics on school campuses. And they're working to really establish these community organizations that they're going to be directly tied with that are concerning to me. And ultimately, then what we do is we really need to take into account whether we continue to have our kids in the public school system or seek alternatives. And then who are we putting in office when we go to the vote and who are we really supporting and are they really behind what we believe as a family? And I think that's a question a lot of Americans also need to be asking. Okay, Kelly, I want to I want to just take a one minute break and then I want to come back um, because you said, you know, whether or not we keep our kids in school. You were somebody who was really against homeschooling for a while um, and thought, no way I'm going to have my kids homeschool. And now you're homeschooling your kids. I want to talk to you a little bit more about what we can do about this and how urgent the need is to pay attention to all of this and do your own homework in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you um, about Relief Factor. The pain you are living with, that pain, despite all your efforts you know, through the years, you haven't been able to get rid of it. What if I told you there was something that might give you like a 70% chance of getting out of that pain? It's called Relief Factor. It has helped me with my pain, which I never thought it would go away. If you're living with pain, may I recommend you just try Relief Factor. Try it for three weeks. It's called the Quick Start. It's developed for $19.95, a dollar a day. You take it three times a day. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered it to see if it will get rid of their pain. 70% of them go on to order more month after month. So just try it, please. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. So Kelly's website is um, a time to stand dot me a time to stand dot me. That is also the name of her podcast. She's an education advocate. She's a mom and uh, has really done incredible work. And I can't thank her and others like her that are drilling down deep into these things as i as i went through all the research kelly um that you and others and my team have done uh on all of this i am i am struck by we keep thinking the war is in washington we keep thinking that we have to uh you know wait for the next election i, I am overwhelmed with a feeling this is an active war on our family and our children and we have to save our children right now this isn't something like yeah i'm gonna look into that it's right now most important thing you can do i agree it's an absolute necessity and too often people that parents and families that i've talked with over the years they have often said, oh, I don't think that's happening in our school or, oh, that's just California. You guys are crazy. 
But the truth is, is that California is now not just in California. We have equitable math, social justice, pedagogy, comprehensive sexuality education is is there's a huge effort to expand that nationally. All of these subjects are being woven into one another and also into other subjects. And we must do something. We have to pay attention to this because it is our children's and our families and our nation's welfare and well-being that is at stake here. So I've been saying that the Department of Education needs to be abolished. The state needs to be um, in charge, not the Fed. Um, and local communities need to know. Uh, and I know that means that, hey, San Francisco might use this system. Fine. Let San Francisco be San Francisco. As far as I'm concerned, this is a danger to my children. And I am not going to be having my children force fed this. It is it's an abomination. It is absolutely evil. Um, but I've also been saying that the teachers unions, that there comes a time when you have to look at our teachers and say, you know, I believe you want to be a good teacher. I believe you might even be a good teacher. But as long as you're paying dues to that union, you're part of the problem. Is that fair or not? That, I would say, is, is, a, is a huge topic of discussion because, yes, you're essentially giving money to an entire organization that is working against you, despite the fact that they may come and protect you if you have a local conflict. But what the teachers unions stand for and the way that they operate is completely antithetical to traditional American values, to the family, to the health and well-being of children. I mean, as, as early as 2019, the California Teachers Association was actually taking to a vote their plan to lobby or to promote the idea that 12-year-olds would be able to obtain hormone blockers without the barrier of parental permission. And while that's not law in the state yet, there's other laws in place that are similar here in California. And if that is the goal and the plan that a 12-year-old would then in the future be able to leave campus and start these treatments at 12, we have to pay attention and be aware. And other states, California is the warning to the rest of the nation that you must defend and protect your state and do what you can. So you know, this is so easily verifiable um, but I need you to do your homework. Um, Kelly Sky, she you can find her at uh, at or I sorry a time to stand dot me a time to stand dot me. You can also find her podcast a time to stand. But you must connect and start doing your homework, and don't think your school is immune because it is not. Thanks, Kelly. The Glenn Beck Program. By the way, uh, this is all from allergies, so I apologize. the The pollen here is Don't, like whatever virus you're spreading around right uh-huh. now. I'm thank, thankful to get it. Thank you for the gift. <laughs> I lived through. I, I honestly, I lived through St. Helens, the explosion. It's, oh, Mount St. Helens. Yeah, Mount St. Helens. 
it's that's like the pollen here in Texas. Um, Deborah wrote about her experience with Rough Green. She said, I adopted an older German shepherd named Ava, added Rough Greens to her diet about 10 days ago. And believe me, it's already helping with her digestion. Ava seems to love the taste. She's always anxious to eat, licks the bowl clean now. Her energy is improving and she's adapting well to her new home. Thank you, Rough Greens, from both me and Ava. Uh, listen, this has everything your dog needs to lead a longer and healthy life. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the food and you can find it now. Get In fact, get a free bag of Rough Greens at RUFFgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Your first bag is free. Just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you joined us. Sorry, I apologize for my voice, um, but uh, it's the allergy season here, and it is worse than I've ever seen in my life. Um, but, uh, you know, don't worry about it. Hey, um, I have a gallon of milk in my refrigerator that is last longer than CNN plus, uh, it was, uh, it was canceled and we found out about it yesterday. And, uh, then, uh, my wife came in last night and said, Hey, you know, the CNN plus has been canceled. And there was just a little joy that I expressed a little bit of that a little bit. On Twitter last night. I did notice this, and reading your tweets, they seem to be specifically targeted to one CNN employee in particular for some reason. Uh, you say, hey, Brian Stelter, perhaps you can join me on my successful uh, global media streaming service to discuss your company's $300 million failure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's the start. Awesome. Yeah, uh, that's great. P.S. I won't ambush you, and my statements will be based in fact. So sad for you. Yeah. Well, this comes from the interview that I did, and it's a very popular uh, clip on YouTube of me walking off of the set for Brian uh, because he he said, as usual, he really wanted to understand the right. Mm. And uh, he really mm-hmm. wanted to understand why people were you know, backing Donald Trump and uh and you know just dismissing the media that's very dangerous it was very important to him very so he important. brought you on and then of course uh changed the topic of the interview halfway yeah. through all right here can mm-hmm. we play it yeah yeah mm-hmm. one's arguing justice one's arguing mercy or they say they are but they're not all they're doing is playing politics and the american people are tired of it who is talking about an actual solution on this who's actually done something who's actually consistent and cared when it was a democrat in office and cared when it's a republican in office you know those people exist around the country and they're watching you two the media and donald trump play in this little game back and forth and they're sick of it they don't well, want to hear about it from either side. I want the critique because I invited you on. I'm self-aware enough to know that we need to talk about this because I know it's a problem. The mainstream media well, is having a very hard time. The main time the mainstream media is having a very hard time reaching Trump's base. That's a fact. We see that in all the polls. Yeah, well, then here's here's the deal. Brian, 
You all have my phone number. I've reached out to all of you in the past and said, let's have a conversation not on the air. You really want to understand? You want to hear the other why side? Can't our viewers, let's why have can't, a conversation where everybody's not interested. Why can't you tell our viewers right now? Because it's all about ratings. Because this is all about ratings. This isn't about ratings. This is about saving our country, bringing us together. Stop dividing us. I mean, you... <laughs> I can't, so, so, to be clear, you think that I'm dividing the country... You think I'm dividing the country for ratings by booking you? Brian, stop driving. Look at what look what you're doing. <laughs> when did this become about you? This is about the media and the administration. That's what you guys want to make it into. If it was about okay? me, I would do so like a 10 minute commentary the way you used to. Mm. Oh, 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 if it was about me, I get out of blackboard the way about, you used to. Oh, oh, mm. oh, look at that. That's a good okay. line. Well, then maybe you should. I, I mean, point is, I, what I mean, you mean I mean, is making it about me. I, I don't see how I've made it about me. I want to know. It's how. not about it. You just said, never mind. Look, Brian, <laughs> if you want to have a conversation, the media really wants to know. Great, we can have that conversation. But every time someone, every time I've approached, everybody always says yes. But as soon as it gets tough or uncomfortable, nobody's interested. Nobody's interested in looking at themselves and saying, what did I do? I know what I've done. I know what I've done. I've There's tried to make these, amends yeah. and I'm trying yes. to. And we've talked about that before. You're, I, I completely agree with you. And we all do need yeah. to be more self-reflective. <laughs> I do have to ask you, there's this new headline on the Daily Beast saying that your company's in trouble, that oh, you were trying to find a buyer. Mm. Is this related to hey. the point no. about people not talking to each other? That if you want to create that media company, <laughs> there's not in interest? There. What's, what's mm -hmm. going on with that? Mm. <laughs> wow. Wow. Brian, thanks a lot. I think that's the most ridiculous um, question I've ever heard. I'm sitting here ready to talk to you about the detaining of children and parents and trying to break break families apart. Something that has been happening with Janet Reno. That's why it went to the Supreme Court in the first place. With Janet mm -hmm. Reno. It's been happening. We want to stop it and you want to play those games. Have a nice day. What game did I just play? <laughs> what game did I just play? That's interesting know. because... Now, the topic of that interview, and obviously the only reason he had you on, I mean, the, obviously you could see the entire time all he wanted to do was get to this gotcha question oh. about your media company failing. Um, it, uh, it's interesting to me that he was very concerned about your media company, which at the end of the day, my understanding is it's still on the air. Is, I mean, I feel like I do a show for it every day. Pat, you do a show for it every yeah. day. Yeah, Glenn it does, does feel a that show. way. Yeah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and then... The Blaze is just the... Uh, largest right of center uh, streaming service in the world. Okay, okay, okay. that's one so, way. That's one, one way thing. To look at it. One way to look yeah. at it. So that one's still around. And CNN Plus lasted not even one month. No, not even three hundred million dollars flushed down the toilet. Three hundred million yeah. dollars. So, that's incredible. Remember when you invested three hundred million into no, the Blaze? No, though, you, do you no. remember that? No, yeah, you uh, flushed that no, down the didn't, toilet. Didn't, didn't do that. Didn't do Jeez. that. So that's incredible. why there might have been a little glee. In mm -hmm. uh, my tweets, I sensed mm -hmm. a little glee. Did you? Yeah. Uh, you go on to say, did I mention my streaming service had 300,000 subs when streaming services didn't yet exist? It was only <laughs> the Major League Baseball and the Blaze. That's right. With that, that mm -hmm. Those were the first couple. Uh, that was over 10 years ago. I could say that uh, that our, your pompous ass didn't make... 
<laughs> didn't make 10 weeks, didn't bring me joy, but I will leave the lies to you and CNN. And then then you really got, see, you like the self-reflective uh, nature. Yeah, I do, I do. That you had in that interview. Did, you, yeah. you brought back again and you said, I am sorry, Brian Stelter, for that last tweet. I just lashed out after hearing the news about the biggest media failure of all time. <laughs> <laughs> without thinking about how worried you must be about your upcoming unemployment situation please know you're in my thoughts i well, wanted to say my thoughts and prayers but i know he dismisses the prayers right oh well, there you go you know. um okay after re now this is you again after rereading these tweets i see how childish they appear but after being subjected to your constant lies and the transparent hatchet job you call a career the epic fail of cnn makes uh, makes makes us believe in the old saying that evil loses in the end. And believe me, Brian Stelter, this is the end. <laughs> I mean, the breathtaking speed at which CNN Plus crashed was a spectacular, almost Zigfield, Zigfeld Follies end? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Follow me on this Okay. One. That would be assuming that Zigfeld had ever spent $300 million on a show <laughs> to only have it close in eight weeks. But of course he didn't. Uh, crap, Brian Selter, I apologize. I used a hypothetical Ziegfeld Follies comparison in my last tweet. I made the point that the failure of CNN Plus was so epic that it was akin to Ziegfeld having a $300 million production close in eight weeks. Sorry, I meant four weeks. <laughs> One more thing, Brian Selter, on CNN Plus's epic $300 million four-week flameout. The Hindenburg of media failures. <laughs> Please note, I only use Ziegfeld Follies because I thought it would be relatable to you and your elitist, out-of-touch New York City Upper West Side <laughs> snotty co-workers. <laughs> uh, Brian Stelter, uh, when you were part great. of the crew, uh, uh, crew of the business version of the Titanic and bodies are still in the freezing water... <laughs> Crew members begin to question themselves and become introspective. What did you do wrong? May I suggest a few things that I'm sure you may be thinking. And then you go into, you launch into a a plethora yeah. of things that they've done wrong. Well, the list course, is available on Twitter. Yeah, of course, it starts with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the reason why they failed. You know they're blaming, they're blaming it on somebody, but mm -hmm. not themselves. They mm -hmm. will learn nothing from this. At no point did anyone rationally believe this would work why a, a network that no one watches when it's free on your cable system right why would people spend money to go out there and justify what they and we say keep saying 300 million dollars the the plan was one billion dollars over yeah. four years on the streaming network who could possibly believe that would work i mean it's the it was dead before it began. Discovery, because of the way the mergers work, could not say that to CNN. They could not say, the second we're taking over, we're going to shut this thing down. They couldn't say it legally. So they they did everything they could. They went to the media and outwardly said, you know, this doesn't seem like such a great idea. But they couldn't specifically tell them to change the plans. Mm -hmm. So they didn't. Uh, to make sure they protected, you know, the, the merger. The second they get in there, they're like, well, obvious, obviously this isn't going to work. The people at CNN rushed it through to get it started before the merger went, uh, you know, went through fully so they could get it on the air and made such a big deal about it trying to lock Discovery into keeping it going. 
you know, they said stuff like this is the most important moment in CNN's history. It's going to be the change the face of the news media, hoping that Discovery would come in and say, we, how are we going to get out of this? It sounds mm-hmm. a little like the Democratic plan mm. in Washington, doesn't it? Yeah. We're, we're just going to start all these things and then hope yeah. that the Republicans just won't take them out. Won't take them down. And you know what? If the Republicans do what they usually do, they won't take it down. Discovery did not act like the Republicans. They acted no. like a company that wanted to make money. Yeah, that wants to survive. You know what I mean? I mean, I, how how hard did you laugh when you heard this yesterday, Pat? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I laughed until I wept. And you know, I was weeping for joy. <laughs> and can I tell you something? We honestly, with a very few exceptions, usually on election day, we don't gloat. I don't like enjoying mm-hmm. people's failures. Mm-hmm. I'm, but it's I like, impossible not to enjoy Oh, my this. gosh. It's I enjoyed impossible. this so much. I enjoyed this more than if they would have said, Glenn, not only did you get Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, <laughs> you're going to be living uh, in a house built with ice cream. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, that, I, mm-hmm. You couldn't have made me happier mm-hmm. than this failure. We were thinking of the biggest business failures of all time. And it, it's kind of on par with pets.com. Remember the mm, spectacular on crash? Par. That, no. But, but it's way beyond that. <laughs> yeah. Pets.com lasted 262 days. Wow. This. That's pretty good. Lasted 30 days? Yeah. This is. 31? This really is the uh, uh, more akin to the Titanic. That ship lasted one voyage. Mm. It was unsinkable. It lasted one voyage and rested at the bottom of the sea. At least it made it halfway across. Yeah, it you did. Know, it I mean, did. You can't argue yeah, that the, with CNN Plus. This no, would like not. be this would like the t- be like the Titanic sinking in the dry dock. That's how bad this is. All right, back in just a second. <clears throat> Let me tell you a little bit about Patriot Mobile. They are America's only. Christian conservative cell phone provider, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all of the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that comes with knowing that your money is supporting things like free speech, life, liberty. Patriot Mobile also has the plans to fit any budget, and their U.S. 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides amazing service. Patriot Mobile, they share your values, support organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, first responder heroes. It's pretty clear. Make the switch to a company that believes in the same stuff you do, that are fighting the same fight on your side, and one that values you. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck and you will get a free activation. 972 Patriot or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. So you need to, you know, when we're looking at the epic, colossal, earth-shattering, I mean, truly Hindenburg of the business world. Incredible. Um, the flame-out of CNN Plus in four weeks, $300 million uh, investment just gone. You, you can't compare it to, you know, pets.com or anything else. 
because that was a, a fad um, and it wasn't an established com- company. This is mm-hmm. a giant global brand that launched something with free advertising. That's a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. They were able to run constant promos for people to sign up to this yeah. thing. Like Quibi didn't have that. They had to pay for all their advertising. Correct. And, and what Quibi's, did they invest? What was it? It was, it was over a billion, right? It was $1.75 billion. Wow. But they lasted uh, about seven times as long. <laughs> uh, so you have to give Quibi a little bit of credit there. Plus, they yeah. were a total startup. I mean, they had to uh, generate yeah. all their attention yeah. themselves. I've never even heard of Quibi. Or Quib- what is Quibi? It? Yeah, it was Quibi. A, it was a big media. Story. They did and, like and, ten minute uh, yeah. movies, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Ten, ten. little like small quick bites shows. Yeah. Now the the theory behind the company was people are at the grocery store and they're uh, yeah. So they 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 launched they got their last bit of funding, which was seven hundred fifty million dollars on March fourth, twenty twenty. So like, mm. okay, right. they were supposed to be a yeah. thing where everyone's out watching it and then the Correct. pandemic happens and everyone's home. So see, you can understand is, the failure of it. This is a, that was a new idea, new product, totally. new name. Yep. You had to educate everything on it. This is a known name, a product that everybody uses every mm-hmm. day. News. Yep. You know, it's not a new concept so, at all. So another one to, to, to compare it to. What about new Coke? Now, New Better. Coke is known as the... Lasted more than a month. Oh, it's 17. People actually bought seven, New Coke and yeah. tried it. Now, so, at, actually, New Coke wound, wound up lasting on the market for 17 years. However, if wow. you take the period that you'd probably consider the real failure of New Coke, which is they took Coke Classic off the market, changed it to New Coke, and Coke Classic did not exist. That period was still 79 days. So, so this I was think, only th- not even th- what, 30? See, I think they might have been more successful... Had they taken CNN off the shelf mm. <laughs> and just had CNN Plus. They could still do that. Mm-hmm. They don't need the CNN Plus part of it. They don't need that. But if they took CNN <laughs> off the shelf right now, they could solve this entire problem. Yeah, I I think there might be some that are considering it. <laughs> and they all work at Discovery, too. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat. And uh, Stu joining me today. My voice is about to go out, but uh, I can't wait to needle Bill O'Reilly coming up in just a second. (laughs) We were off the air. We were just talking about uh, Jeffy. And I was wondering, guys, can we have an intervention with Jeffy? Because we have Sweatblock now as a sponsor. And he's the sweatiest guy I know. He is the sweatiest Mm. guy. Like, to the point. By far. They have to keep, whenever he comes on TV, they have to keep the temperature so low that he will not just start gushing flop sweat oh yeah no he's like uh he's like a polar bear it is pretty crazy yeah, but i mean cold. you have these uh the sweat block has not only the normal uh you know deodorant and antiperspirant thing yeah, that's what i use and it's the best i've ever used but they also have the clinical protection for excessive sweat you gotta try this with jeffy an mm-hmm. antiperspirant wipe mm-hmm. Now, these are just like hand wipes. We need them in the towel size, I believe. I don't know well, if they, they make Well, for him, there's, do they have tarp size? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's Sweatblock. You can get it at Amazon or go to sweatblock.com. With the promo code Beck, you're going to save 20%. Honestly, best deodorant and antiperspirant I've ever used. No! 
about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, Bill O'Reilly is with us to talk about the news of the week, uh, the mask mandates going away. Uh, I don't know, maybe his experience, you know, on an airline trying to go some, I don't know. Uh, We'll bring that up with uh, Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. All right. We've been talking about this coming for a long time, and everybody has been saying can't happen, can't happen. And I've been saying they're devaluing our money, and your money will become worth less and less until it is eventually worthless. We are now losing officially 8.5% uh, of your dollar's value. Okay, eight, that's eight, nine cents on every dollar you've lost. So you keep it in the bank, you keep it someplace, uh, you're losing that money. If you trade that dollar in for gold, gold will hold its value. You're not going to lose money. You might even gain money. This is so important to understand. It's not just an investment like stocks. This is almost the closest you can get to like a guarantee of holding the value of a dollar. And you might even make some in the end. It's a hedge against inflation, a hedge against insanity. Please call Goldline today and find out if it's right for you. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. Ask about their special on graded $5 gold Indian head coins. You might be eligible for some free platinum as well. Call them right now, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Mr. Bill (coughs) O'Reilly. How are you, sir? (laughs) I almost feel sorry for you, Beck. I know. I know. Not quite, but I do have a question. Yes. You had COVID a few months ago, right? I think you've had it twice, Uh and now you have the the sniffles. No, it's it's, uh, allergies in Texas. This is the worst allergy place I've ever been in my life. Is Dallas, you gotta Texas. get a hazmat suit, number one. Yeah, that's bad. Do you ever get the feeling God is punishing you? you, you <laughs> Every Friday you? around this time, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He may have allergies, but his wit is not dim. Well, I'm just saying. Also, I'd like to break some news on the Glenn Breck radio program. Okay. You remember the uh, Easter Bunny uh, leading Joe Biden away from the reporter's questions uh, yes. on yeah. Monday. You remember yeah. that? Yes, yes. I you do. know who was inside the Easter Bunny costume? Yeah, I don't think this is breaking news. I think this came out Tuesday. No, it's Stu. Oh, <laughs> Stu. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think you guys reported that. It was Stu mm. that uh, was running around that. Should have noticed because that's was... actually he's not in an Easter Bunny outfit. That's uh, Stu just... looks like that. He wears a a human outfit every day here on the program. I'm a bit of a furry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way that I think your viewers uh, be interested to know that, you know, Stu recognized that the president might be in a little precarious position, <laughs> having to actually answer a question. Bill, have you ever gently lived? Have you ever seen that before where the Easter bunny had to rescue a president? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. But I saw the wolf man drag Donald Trump out of a press conference. Okay. All right. Well, that one even makes sense in some (laughs) strange way. Um, So, Bill, let's talk about the mask mandates going away. Okay. 
That's not the biggest story of the week, though. Okay, well, I want to start there, and you'll see my... Um, but I, yeah, I know. You can store wherever you want your yeah, show. I God. know, you're, you're right. a successful guy. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, mass mandate. So this is, um, this is my question, mm. and, and I am an inquisitive, simple man. Mm. So Joe Biden comes out, the president says, uh, and he's asked, what do you think about the, the mass of people wearing masks? He goes, oh, it should be up to them. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It should be up to them. I mean, you know, if they want or they can't, they don't. And then 24 hours later, the Justice Department, under his orders, appeals, spending millions and millions of taxpayer dollars, the federal judge's ruling, mm-hmm. knocking out the mass mandates on uh, public transportation. So I'm saying, I, you know, a simple man, wait a minute, if Biden just said it should be up to the person, that is optional, why is he spending tens of millions of dollars appealing this ruling? Yeah. Any of you guys have an answer for that? No, but it leads me to a, another question on this, and that is, um, is that what you were mad about? <laughs> When you're at the airport, I knew, I knew you were just trying to get there, back. I just knew this whole thing is a ruse. It's a facade. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get a pen and a pad. Okay. Here yeah. it is. All right. 7 a.m. flight, JFK, Turks, Caicos. Yeah. Airtime, three hours, 15 minutes. Supposed to arrive at around 1020 in the islands. Yeah, okay. Hang on just a second. You had, I think you had the sympathy of the American people. Turks and Caicos. Turks and Caicos. Yeah, 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 yes, you did. All right, go ahead. So I'm just trying to go on a little vacation. Yeah, yeah. You know, a no, little break. Sure. That's all I want. Paid my money. <laughs> All right. You got to get to the airport two hours ahead for yeah. international flights. Right. So you're there at five. So 7 a.m. flight. But you got to be there at five. Yeah. OK. I arrived a little bit late, but not too much. All right. I'm trying to be a good guy. <clears throat> good consumer. I walk through uh, the uh, security. Mm-hmm. Try to get in. Um, you know, they put me against the wall. I'd spread, you know, all of that. But yeah, I yeah. finally arrive at the gate and it says on time. Jet blue on time. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Five hours later. No. No. And so I'm sitting there, about 100 people, and they know, they know me. And the people are coming up with kids and them. And like, what's going on? Can you find out what's going on? Because the jet blue gate people wouldn't tell anybody. They kept moving the flight back and back and back and back. All right. Finally, after three hours and 20 minutes, I get up, all right, and I walk over to inquire. I said, can I speak to the supervisor? Supervisor comes out. I said, look, it's three hours and 20 minutes, all right? We got to know, are you going to take off or not? Meanwhile, Delta, flying the same route, takes off on time, okay? So JetBlue is going, well, the weather. I said, no, 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 there's no weather it's nice here. It's nice in the Turcos and you're in Turks Caicos and your competition took off at 11 o'clock. All right. It flew the route. So anyway, the guy gets what, in my opinion, my humble opinion, he gives me an attitude and then it degenerated from there. I say I was wrong using bad language and I used a little bad language, not a lot, but a little, but whenever you do that, you lose. Even if your anger is righteous, as mine was, righteous anger, and everybody else there, I thought it was going to be a riot at one point. Now, 
I had immediately my uh, staff research JetBlue for that day, April 3rd, okay? 76% of their flights were either canceled or delayed. Hmm. 76%. So I did a little bit more investigating. You know why the plane didn't take off? They didn't have a pilot. So word got back to them that there was O'Reilly's a little teed off. They call a pilot at home in New York. He gets in the car. It's his day off. He drives in. He shows up five hours and 15 minutes late, and he tells the people they dragged me in on my day off. That's what he says. (laughs) Okay? Now, most of the – it's now seven hours. Mm. Five-hour and 15-minute delay, and you're there two hours ahead of time. Finally, the thing takes off. I do even more research. I find out that on their whole system, they, can't, they don't have enough pilots or flight crews to put the planes in the air, yet they still schedule the flights back. And I think everybody in the country, and this isn't just happening at JetBlue. It's happening in Alaska Airways and others. And the Boston Globe, the only one that did an expose, because there's a big hub there in Boston at Logan. And Tuesday of this week, more than 50% of this week, even after all of this, more than 50% of JetBlue flights were either canceled or delayed. Do you get the feeling that this is out of control? Let's take it a step further. Who's in charge of JetBlue? The Department of Transportation. Who is the Secretary of Transportation? Might that be Pete Buttigieg? Is he still on maternity leave? I don't know. Okay? I don't know. There's not an airport near South Bend of any note. The Department of Transportation today could find JetBlue amazing amount of money. But Buttigieg doesn't do jack. And this has been going on for months. Do you hear it? I'm a little righteous angry now. I'm getting a little... No, I know, I know. Okay? Mm -hmm. Wait until you see I brought that poor guy out. I'm going to bring him out in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, sure. It's not about me. This is about fraud and the inducement. Millions and millions of Americans are paying their money to these airlines with the expectation they're going to get to where they want to go. College kids, families on spring break, Easter break, stranded for sometimes days... And nobody in the Biden administration is doing anything about it. Nobody. I have contacted the Easter Bunny to tell the president, <laughs> you got to solve this thing. You know, That's what happened when you sucked all the fun out of my question. You really I did. Knew it. I knew it. See, I, I had know. legitimate righteous yeah, anger. So does everybody else. Thanks for wrecking it for me. All right. Hang on. Back with Bill O'Reilly in just a second. If you're somebody who lives in constant pain, um, you know, I've tried this on Bill O'Reilly. That pain in my just does not go away. No matter how much I, no matter how much I rub on Bill O'Reilly, maybe I should just ingest them. Actually, I take uh, three times a day. I take Relief Factor, and it has really, truly changed my way of life. I've gotten my life back. Um, I couldn't do anything four years ago. Relief factor. I never thought it would work. It does. Please try it. There's a three week quick start. It's 1995. 
Go there, get the three-week quick start. See if there's any changes in your pain. If there, if there isn't after three weeks, there probably isn't going to be any change. But 70% of the people go on to order more. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. 800 for relief. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Bill O'Reilly joins us from BillOReilly.com. Don't forget his new book, Killing the Killers, is coming out, I don't know, sometime in the May future. 3rd, May 3rd. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Beck. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, I know you wanted to have some fun at my expense today, and I'm sorry to ruin your fun. Yeah. Um, but this is, is, is a serious problem for all Americans. It's a direct problem that causes suffering uh, for millions of people. Have you heard this reported no, on never. ABC? Okay. No. Why? Why do you think it hasn't been reported? Uh, probably for a not another problem for the administration. No. The airline companies take a massive amount of advertisements on the network uh, news. All right? That's why. They, mm. The mm. corrupt corporate media will not report it because the ad revenue from the airlines is significant. Second thing. When you saw the dopey tape on the uh, smear sites, did, was there any context of what I just said? Did you see any context there at all? Well, no. I, I know you, so I know context. Okay, but you didn't see any, did you? No, yeah, but I know you're a hothead, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but that's part of my charm. Oh, yes. I, I tell everybody, I tell my audience, particularly younger people, if you use bad language, as I did, then your righteousness declines. Yeah, you lose. Right? That, that is a bad mm. thing to yeah, do. Yeah. And I am, I'm sorry I used that language, yeah. but I'm not sorry that I got angry because yeah. I, uh, it was righteous anger. Okay. Now, you want to know the other big stories here? Yes. Back today? Yes. Okay, you ready? Yeah. The collapse of CNN Plus mm. and the collapse of the Walt Disney Company stock price well these are you're serving up a breakfast i'm anxious to eat (laughs) let's start with cnn okay so here we have a product that is dubious word of the day dubious product nobody watches it in relation to uh the population of 330 million americans maybe 600,000 in prime time watch cnn i think that's a little minuscule when you were there, Beck, when you were on CNN, you yeah. had five times what they have now in audience. Do I you know. realize that? Yeah, and I was also deemed by them a failure, really. You had mm. five times as many viewers they have now. Mm. So the geniuses at CNN, and this is Zucker before he got fired, you know, let's do another part of CNN and charge people money to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, Jeff. Hold it. They're not watching for free. Why would they watch when you're charging them? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jeff and his minions can make a We think we can get 2 million subscribers of CNN Plus. You know how many they got? 150,000. I don't I believe that. Believe, I don't either. No, I don't, I don't believe, believe that. I don't believe, believe the number either. Yeah. It's a little below projections. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, wait, I, uh, you just have to remember, this is a global network. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. That, and, and you can subscribe in Pakistan. Yes. All right. To CNN Plus. But the Pakistani go, why? Why? Why would I do that? Okay. So um, anyway, I know this world because I run a subscription news service, BillOReilly.com, and which is, thank God, and I mean that literally. I do thank God every day because we offer a product that people can't get anywhere else and they deem it worthy. And it's very, very successful. But CNN? Really? Are you going to pay money to see Wolf Blitzer? Are you really going to pay him? No, if they were paying me, maybe, you know, then maybe I would. Well, if you were on there, say, say CNN Plus hired O'Reilly back to do what we do on the radio every Friday. Say, say that they said, look, O'Reilly and Beck, you come in to CNN Plus and you, for an hour, kick it around. Yeah, people would, I think, pay to see that. Well, you say, except we wouldn't do it. Neither okay, of us would have went to work hypothetical. I know, I know. But. Stu, explain hypothetical to Beck, please. I don't have this that kind of time. hypothetical, okay? But if you're going to say, hey, there's Anderson Cooper, give me $5, no. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. That would be a weird commercial. So what do you think is going to happen uh, to CNN? I mean, they've they've just flushed. All right, here's what's going to happen. An excellent question, Beck. Even in your allergic state, Mm -hmm. you still are able to bring it. Sure, sure. Chris Wallace, who they're paying multi-millions of dollars for, okay, Mm -hmm. That was he doesn't have a job right now, technically. They're going to put him at 9 o'clock, and I think they're going to hire Brian Williams, everyone. Oh, my god! So gosh. it'll be like mm. Wallace and Williams at 9 for a hard news hour. And that's going to rebrand CNN as a serious news organization. So that's where they're going. They know they can't win. It's been years and years and years. They've had these people on television. Nobody watches them. That's not going to change. They're not going to magically wake up in the morning going, ah, you know, I got I to gotta see that Don Lamont tonight. I got to watch Don. <laughs> not going to happen. All right? So they'll, they have to plug Wallace in because they're paying him multi-millions of dollars. And, and they got to get somebody with him because he can't carry a program by himself. So that's what I think they're going to do at 9 o'clock, and then they're going to rebrand like, oh, we're back. We're news guys, and that's what's going to happen. Right. All right, so let's talk about Disney. Oh, love this story. Disney stock, and I sold it when they first started going woke. I had it, and I said, this is not going to work. It's 35% down year to year, okay? 35% hit a yearly low yesterday. State of Florida pulled out all their tax credits, which they've had since Walt Disney himself back negotiated the deal in Orlando, Florida with the state to uh, build Disney World. Now, Disney's got to pay all the taxes on that sweetheart deal they had. That's going to cost them tens of millions of dollars. In addition, Every traditional family in this country hates Disney. Right? Am I right? No, yeah, you're right. Because they attacked the family. They said, we want your five-year-old in school to discuss gender identity. That's what Disney is promoting. I mean, this is almost suicidal, is it not? 
I think it is. Um, but I want to I want to switch. We're going to have to take a quick break and I want to switch. So the House yesterday, the Florida House approved uh, the bill that had passed the Senate to dissolve all of their special exemptions um, for the state. They, you know, they used to be have the run of their own property, et cetera, et cetera. However, this burden of money is now going to also shift to the taxpayers. And I'm wondering how that's going to play out long term. So we'll get your point of view on that coming up in just a second. When you donate to a charity, I bet you're a lot like me. You make sure it's a worthy cause and that it does what it says it's going to do. May I encourage you to do your own homework on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Charity Navigator rates them four out of four. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families. So when a first responder or a military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family to stability. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to live a more independent life. And now they have Operation Home Base, where Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. This is the kind of work that we should all be engaged in. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor, donate $11 a month at T, the number 2, T.org. That's T, 2, T, dot org. Do it now. T, 2, T, dot org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Bill O'Reilly is with us. Bill, we were talking about Disney. And um, I know how this deal was put together. I know why it was put together. I know why um, uh, Florida made the deal. Uh, However, those days are past. Now, he has just said that Disney no longer can have, you know, their own their own uh, building inspectors and everything else. However, it appears as though this burden now is going to go on to the taxpayer. And uh, they're saying the county, what county is it? Uh, Osceola? Yeah. Two of them. Orange um, Orange, and Osceola, I believe. Yeah. And um, it, they say that this could increase property taxes by 20% uh, beginning next year. That will not have to happen, and I'll explain it in a moment. But good. give me a minute at the end of this segment because yeah, yeah, yeah. I have something interesting to tell you. Okay. Okay. So all the counties have to do. Um, where Disney World is, is to pass local taxes. And you can do that in a variety of different ways. For example, you could have a local 2% tax on parking. So people who park in any Disney facility, which is, you know, in the county, have to pay an extra 2% to the county. You see what I mean? Yeah. So you can make that money up easy. This isn't about the 
people are not going to get hammered. This is the left wing propaganda that always happens. I I know that. I I mean, there's no way that Ron DeSantis missed this one. That's just what we're we're hearing. (laughs) <laughs> All they have to do is, is fly me down there and I'll give them yeah, uh, right. how, how, how you can do your local taxes to make more money than you have now. So nobody has to get taxed. I will tell but, you, it, it is going to change the feel of uh, Disney World. Um, you know, when you get off the highway exit for Disney World, it's manicured lawns. The black top is black. You know, I mean, the stripes on the road, the the medians are well maintained. That's because Disney has done it. The, the state and the uh, county, is they're not going to do that. They'll maintain well, it like they do the rest true. of the county. I don't really care. I know. Because um, I'm not going to Disney World. I took my kids there, and, and, and I don't blame any American for taking their children there. But right now, if you go to Disney World in Orlando, you better bring a lot of money. Yeah. Because a family of four <laughs> spending three days there, you're looking at about five grand. Okay, that's incredible. so they're gouging. They're gouging everyone. And this is this is what gets me. So they're so woke and they're so noble and they virtue signal. This is Disney all day long. Well, poor people can't afford to go into your park. Do you not understand mm-hmm. that? Could you not maybe sell discounted tickets, um, you know, in some way to allow working families to come and enjoy it? Do you have to gouge on every single thing you do? Because that is the reality of Disney. And we're not even talking about what they do in China. Do you realize that Disney Shanghai pumps $5 billion into that corporation a year? You know what they pay their workers in Disney Shanghai? About 80 cents an hour. Okay? I mean, it's just... Mm. I, I, every time I turn on, and I never very rarely do, The View, and, and that's Disney... That's Disney. And I'm going, this is corporation. But the folks have revolted, Beck. That CEO who made this crazy thing in Florida, who attacked the family unit there, he's gone. Yeah, well, it's not his fault, though, honestly. He was he wanted to stay out of all of this stuff. Then it he was the, well, it was, I agree with you. He handled it poorly internally, and yes. he should be gone. But their entire... Uh, employee roster, it seems. Yeah, in, in Burbank. Is just nuts. In Burbank, that's what they, they let these loons in, in Hollywood, in L.A., run their corporation. That's what, and they do. Yeah. So you get what you deserve. The American, the Disney brand, once the strongest brand in the United States of America, there was no stronger brand, is now destroyed probably forever. But this shows you the power of the people. And we're going to see it in November with the midterm election. All this woke garbage, all of this progressive nonsense. This had to happen. Biden had to happen for the backlash, the ferocity of the people finally to emerge. And it's going to Beck. So CNN and Disney are just the first two. So here's the thing about the woke left. They hate Disney and its original values. They hated Walt Disney sure. um, himself. Because it's a traditional family. Correct. They hated it. So right. they don't mind if they destroy it. If they can use it and pervert it, they'd much rather do that. But they're going to be happy either way. 
Does it? I don't does think they're going to be happy after November. Uh, when you see what happens in November, I don't think there's going to be one woke progressive happy. Uh, and that's coming up. It's, it's almost six months away. And if you think uh, Joe Biden and his new finan- his new national security advisor, the Easter Bunny, is going to solve inflation in six months, I mean, you know, it's not going to happen. So can I ask you another question that's been bothering me all week is um, about the war in Ukraine? Yes. Um, we are, you know, we went from, oh, no, we can't. We, we got to stop Poland from allowing the Ukrainians to fly away with old MiGs. Well, that would be our involvement would would get us into trouble, too. We just said yesterday, yeah, here's another billion dollars worth of howitzers and and high tech um, uh, armaments. And Biden said, I'm going to go back and I'm going to ask the Congress for more. Sure. What is happening? Are we going to war? It's going to be build back better Ukraine. Um, The United States government senses weakness on Putin. All right. And now uh, they're piling on to try to take him out in the sense that if he loses in Ukraine, his power structure in Russia is uh, much, much less. OK, that's number one. Number two, the, the MiG thing is, is bogus because Poland wanted to fly those planes to a U.S. base and then have the planes go. Biden didn't say, no, Poland, you can't give the Ukrainians MiGs. He didn't want to have our air base used. And I understood that because here's the bottom line on it. The Ukrainian pilots cannot stand up to Russian pilots. They would have been blown out of the sky in three days. I saw it happen in my own eyes in the Falklands War when Britain killed every single Argentine pilot, every one in that war. Same thing would have happened if the Ukrainians had gone up in an air war against Russia. It's the ground war that the Russians are losing, and they are. And and that's why NATO and the United States are now flooding the zone with weapons. I don't see a flaw in the strategy. And, And I'm not, you don't negotiate with a guy like Putin from weakness. And right now, Putin is losing there. But we wanted a arm's length distance from all of this because Biden said, you know, Putin will if we get too cozy with Ukraine and we're doing things on the ground, Putin's just going to blame it on us. And then we'll be, you know, sucked yeah, into but that Putin war. Can blame it on us no matter what we do. No matter what we do, Putin can blame it on us. Right now, you've got a, a coalition, NATO and the United States feeding weaponry into Ukraine so they can defend themselves. I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. Did you see, you, the, you know, if you say, well, we don't want to provoke Putin. Putin doesn't need provocation. Putin can say tomorrow, right. the United States did this to us. They threatened, well, we're going to do this. All right. So, I mean, you're dealing with a guy who is not a rational guy at this point, And you want to weaken him as much as possible. Did you see the I think it's foreign policy came out with uh, a video analysis of Putin grabbing onto the table and his his puffy throat, they say, at best, it looks like he's on steroids for his back. Yes. But he has seen Absolutely. a cancer specialist 35 times. He may be going through chemo. Do you believe that? He looks he looks terrible. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen this guy topless in six months, and that's your indicator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Okay? <laughs> All right. I mean, he, he's, got, he's got problems. <laughs> All right, Bill. Now, listen, I want to tell you something important, Beck. Yeah. Next week, 
and we, maybe we can talk about it next Friday, is the anniversary of Abu Ghraib's story breaking in 2004. Okay? Mm. It was a horrible story, and it made the United States look terrible worldwide, and the left latched upon it to try to destroy Bush the Younger. Everybody remembers Abu Ghraib, right? Yep. Okay. And the mantra of the left was, it doesn't work. This doesn't work. Coerced interrogation doesn't work. So my book, Killing the Killer is the Secret War Against Terrorists, comes out May 3rd. And Beck has read it, I think, twice now. Um, and it refutes that. And it says in the book, and documented evidence, national security evidence, that coerced interrogation saved hundreds of thousands of lives. And this is a very, very important book, perhaps my most important book, Killing the Killers, because it tells you things that no one knows, and we got it from people who do know. And it's an amazing read, so I, I hope everybody will check it out. And when you hear about Abu Ghraib next week, know you are not being told the truth. Now, the morality of torture, that's something every individual has to decide for themselves. But if your daughter is being raped and killed, as Kayla Muller was, the poor girl from Arizona, and a guy knows where she is, you tell me what you would do. Bill O'Reilly, his new book, Killing the Killers, uh, comes out uh, the first part of May. He joins us every Friday, and you can see him at BillOReilly.com. That's BillOReilly.com. Bill, God bless. Talk to you okay, again. Okay, I hope you feel better, Beth. Thank you. Bye-bye. See bye. you. Bye. In almost all cases, the secret to success in buying or selling a home is having the right real estate agent. And it's not just as simple of just having someone who knows how to find a good home for you that's in your budget or get your home out there at the best possible price. Those things are important, but those are must have. You need somebody that has a real team, the experience um, and the track record of doing it time and time again. The agents that we work with at realestateagentsitrust.com take their jobs seriously. They know all the best practices to elevate your real estate experience to the next level. Go with realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're looking for a real estate agent to buy or sell a house anywhere, just uh, email us. Let us know. We get back to you. I, you know, within the hour, it's usually like five minutes later, realestateagentsitrust.com. Do your own homework, interview these agents. I think you're going to like it. This is a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Grindback Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. It's Friday. Pretty excited that uh, now this week, Pat, was my eight-month anniversary of ordering a new car. Yeah. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. This is the mm -hmm. Biden economy. I think we've all come to hope, to love and embrace. Yeah. yeah well, you know, yeah. but yeah. there was a time in the United States when you would, when the car dealership would be like harassing you uh -huh. to try to buy cars. See, this is... <laughs> This is that American propaganda mm -hmm. that the capitalist system once worked. Yeah. It never, it never, they were never harassing you to buy a car. 
you always had to go in and they you'd take what they have. You'd place an order and they would be like, okay, mm-hmm. look, we will uh, we will try our best to get it to you within the next year. That's what you expect in America. <laughs> now, look, there are worse problems to have, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. It's in a some, first world problem. Yeah, it's not yeah. Ukraine. Um, no, you know, granted, it's it's, I'm, I don't feel like I'm in Mariupol right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but um, may I just, uh, we're the country that invented the first world. <laughs> so I would like to continue <laughs> to like have first world problems. Uh-huh. So now yes. I have, for the first time since this order went in, a target production week of June 13th. Wow. So, mm. and I thought June seems far away, but really it's it's already late April. That's, you know, six or seven weeks from now, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. So it'll only be 10 months so only into it, your If purchase. it shows up, Pat. They're now, yeah, that is what they're, that's the target production week. Uh-huh. Jeez. Which who knows if that's actually going to happen. But I am curious as now Glenn ordered a car four years ago. <laughs> and four years ago. That car is still not here. No. Who's going to get their car I first? I promise wow. by the end of this quarter. Well, that's like right right around the same time uh-huh. in June. So it's a race. <laughs> who gets their car gets first? Up? My guess. <laughs> Neither one of us. <laughs> yeah, by the wow. end of June, neither one of these cars is going to be here. Yeah. I mean, look, I this is supposed to be America. Like mm-hmm. I, we we have but we're this, being trained to accept, to accept these things this. in yeah. all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just cars. In all things, we are being trained. You do with less, and I don't have a problem with that. I I mean, me personally. Um, I think we do have a problem with stuff. I know I do. I have a problem with stuff. No one has ever dealt with, you know, with having less than Glenn Beck. I mean, I think we can say this, the self-sacrifice over, over all these years is incredible. incredible. It's been it's remar- incredible. a remarkable yeah. bit of restraint. <laughs> um, uh, but with that being said, I want it to be the but individual's like, choice. Exactly. Like you're <laughs> right. supposed to be able to buy things and they're supposed to be available when you want to buy them. Now, mm-hmm. look. We all, you know, we had a a freeze here last year in Texas where our house was flooded. The entire bottom floor was flooded. We had all these repairs. First world problems. Most people around the world don't have houses. I, I, <laughs> uh, I, yes, you should do it less. I, yes, people always they talk they talk so badly about the word elitist. I strive to be one. I someday would like to. Yeah, become I don't want to live in a hut. I don't. No. I I it's like the way America is working, or at least has worked in the past. Even if it's an eight bedroom hut, <laughs> I don't want to live in it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a faucet that it took a year, a year to arrive. A faucet. Now, oh. why do we? Now, you might say, "Wait a minute, what kind of faucet are you getting?" Right? It's, it was not an expensive. It was like a hundred dollar faucet. And have the same issue. I just got mine this week. It's, I mean, like that's not normal. Ago. And it's a regular faucet. Wow. And it's you might not, say, wow. "Wait a minute, your house flooded. Why would you need a new faucet?" Shockingly, my wife added some projects to the uh, the list. Uh, that is from shocking. The, from just the flooding, uh, it's surprisingly the scope of the job seemed to increase as time. Is there a person shoe room? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. Probably. Uh, But it it is amazing, though, that we are just getting used to this. The pitch from the media is, yeah, look, Europe gets this all the time. They've been dealing with this for a while. Just be more like Europe. You know, Mm -hmm. learn to learn to love it. Learn to love that you order something and you don't get it for six months. Enjoy it. Get involved in that process because that's what's around the corner for you. Well, it doesn't have to be. You got to listen to my podcast with Jonathan uh, Haidt. Yeah. It came out last night for Blaze TV. Tomorrow it'll be available everywhere. But we talk about this and we talk about how this particular generation right now uh, is 
is not capable of living under true capitalism. It's a fascinating interview. Jonathan Haidt on this weekend's podcast. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, golly. Thanks, Hillary. Thank you, Hillary. We, um, we're, you know, we're in, we're in critical elections. You know, they always say, this is the most important election of our life. I think for the state level, for sure, because the states are going to be the ones that pull us through this. Won't be the federal government. Um, and, you know, if we have wishy-washy, mealy-mouth Republicans, it's going to suck. Um, and if we have, you know, blue, I mean, uh, you know, diehard blue state people running our states, it's going to suck. Uh, you know, it's, I've always, I don't <laughs> like the construction of, oh, every election is the yeah. most important election ever. Because it just doesn't feel, I don't know, authentic. But in one way, it really is, which is every single four years or six years or two years, whichever the cycle is, the government has more power than it did previously. So each election has more impact on your life than the one that that happened before. That's a bad trend that we should really try to reverse. So there is a um, there is a primary going on now in uh, Idaho for who's going to be the next governor. And I wanted to have two of the candidates on today. We're going to start with a, a new guy first. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Pardon my voice today. I feel like I'm I'm speaking through broken glass right now. The allergy season here in Texas has just exploded. Um, and uh, and I'm honestly I'm here because I know it sucks to hear me like this. Um, but I'm here today because I really wanted to talk to the person that I have holding on the phone now. Um, we need we need state government to be taken by people with vision, people with principles and values, and somebody that we can trust. I want you to know, I am not going to endorse anybody, um, but I will fight for people to know the truth tooth and nail. Um, so there is a, a governor that I just met uh, recently. He's up in Idaho. We'll talk about that because uh, he got to go. There is a there's a couple of candidates that if you're in Idaho, you really need to pay attention to. One of them is known. One of them is not really well known. We talk to him in 60 seconds. 
So, you know, the biggest thing about inflation is it's not the price of goods and services rising. It is the value of your dollar going down. And then that's why you want to buy assets, assets like food, even buy it today and it'll be worth more uh, than what you can buy it for later. The same is gold. Gold and silver, precious metals are so important. They are the hedge against inflation. And it has been that way for how many years? How many, you know, just cycles of human life? <laughs> it goes back forever. And if you want to find something that's foundational to not only the country, but the way we interact together as human beings going back centuries, gold is the way to do it. And, you know, there's a lot of paper gold products out there. Don't do it. Yeah. You, Don't do it. Uh, you know, you want to have something that you, that's physical that you can put in your hand and cannot be controlled by the same forces you're trying to push back against. Uh, that's gold, and it's uh, Goldline. Of course, you can call Goldline today and find out about their specials on graded $5 gold Indian head coins. You may be eligible for free platinum, but you'll have to call to find out how to qualify. Just got to call them at 866-GOLDLINE, right? Yeah, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. So, do you know who uh, Brad Little is? Isn't he the governor of Idaho that you just went up to see? Right. And you were going to talk to him about ESG. Yeah. So I went up and talked to him. This is the kind of politician that we just Mm. don't need. In my opinion, Idaho, you do Mm. what you do. Um, But I went up and and spoke to him and he said, you know, last night I didn't even know what ESG is. (laughs) And uh, I said, oh, that's a good start. Good start. And so I expected him to, you know, be eager to listen and learn. He said, but I called a, I called an old banking buddy of mine, and he brought me up to speed. So I got it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, oh. okay. Mm. Well, it took me two years to research it. But, you but he it. had it but you just in it. one phone call. You That's great. To a, to a banking buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, bet, I'll bet he understood mm. how bad it is, too, from that banking yeah, buddy. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been looking and I'm very concerned about all of the races, especially the races closest to you. That's why we have had people on for school boards, Um, you know, just to make the point. You have to pay attention. These races at home matter maybe more than the federal government. Our states have got to stand. So. After meeting the, the the Republican governor who is running now uh, there in Idaho, uh, I thought eh, maybe we should talk to some other people. So Ed Humphreys is one of those guys. Now, he is not real well known in Idaho. He is the youngest uh, gubernatorial candidate in the country. I think he's he's 30 and their primary is May 17th. One thing I found out that I that made me say, I think I want to talk about this, uh, talk to this guy. Um, he did his thesis on modern monetary theory. Mm. So here's a guy who maybe the governor could have called uh, and probably would have given him a better idea. Ed Humphreys, welcome to the program. Glenn, thank you for having me on. And, and probably part of the reason the governor wouldn't call me to get my input is because I'm not a, a corporate lobbyist. Uh, you know, these career politicians, they rely so heavily on these special interest groups to provide them with data that they use to make decisions with. And, and the governor here in Idaho, uh, my critique of him would be he, he believes all the data 
that these lobbyists, that, that these uh, banking special interest groups provide him. He thinks, he thinks it's as true as day. And I think we need people in the Capitol asking a lot more questions. But I, I, I'll take issue with one thing you said, Glenn. Uh, you said uh, not well known. I, I, I will remind you, I came into contact with you because of everyday Idahoans you know that are connected with you. I never got connected uh, with you through a media group or anything else. No, that's else. true. And, no, you, you yeah. in, in least in my county, uh, there were a lot of people that knew you. And I also was... I think I was with Chuck Norris um, and a friend came up and from Idaho and said, hey, have you heard about this guy? And I said, yeah, so somebody else was talking to me. So you are making uh, you are making waves, um, but you're not a politician. No, I, and the reason why this race is so interesting, I think you you uh, mentioned it, called it perfectly. I mean, I'm the youngest gubernatorial candidate in America today, and think of that, to have a constitutional conservative be the youngest candidate in, in America making waves, it's a really powerful dichotomy when you consider the fact that we have Joe Biden, who can't make it up a flight of stairs for crying out loud, let alone even uh, be on a live program without somebody there to protect him from tripping over his own feet. Uh, and now we have ruby red states. Well, once I'll say ruby red states like Idaho putting up a new generation to bring this fight forward. And, and we have to do that, Glenn. I mean, this uh, ESG and this global socialist push coming out of groups like the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. I mean, I'm waiting for that guy. He's like a, a supervillain from every Indiana Jones flick I've ever seen. I'm waiting for him to don his, his armband any second now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so tell me why you would be qualified for to be the governor of a state like uh, Idaho, which is very diverse. You've got people moving into the uh, capital that are from California, very, very liberal. And then you have people who are farmers and they don't, you know, you don't have the population when you have, uh, you know, big farms. And those people feel left out about a lot of stuff. How are you going to bridge that? And what what makes you different? Well, I'm a blue collar guy at heart. I used to drill for oil as a roughneck on drilling rigs. Uh, I'm one of the few people you'll meet who never finished the eighth grade. Later in life, went on to get a master's in finance. So I'm I'm a financial advisor by trade, but. I would say in politics, if you want the truth, you, you have to follow the money. And that's what I've done. And when you follow the money, you figure out very quickly what's going on. And when we change the way that we fund government, we will change the government itself. I think it's very powerful to have a finance guy at the, at the top of the ticket, uh, particularly in a state like Idaho, where the governor has immense authority over the budget and the ways in which all the agencies and state government are run, we're going to make changes to the way that we fund government. The biggest thing of all, and this is what's happening in states across this country, and Ron DeSantis understands it better than anybody, uh, we are funding our own destruction. Our, we pay our tax dollars, and, the, and then our elected officials, Republican and Democrat alike, Republicans are the worst with this, though. This is how we lost Colorado. They then turn that money over, our tax dollars, to private organizations that promote anti-American causes. 
and Idaho's doing that. We are rapidly losing uh, our heritage, our identity. This state I consider to be one of the last uh, foxholes for the American dream in, uh, today in this country. We need bold fighters who are going to stand up, who are going to follow the money, get to the bottom of things, reveal it for what it is, and make big changes. And my plan does just that. So how are you going to bridge, <clears throat> excuse me, how are you going to bridge the gap between people who are fed up with the government, don't really trust the government, um, and, um, and want to throw all the bums out? How are you going to bridge the gap between that and the normal people that say, I'm sick of this as well, but... I want to make sure that we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There are a lot of good Republicans. I'm sure there's some good Democrats. I don't I, I only leave them out because I don't know them. Um, but I know there's some good Republicans there that want to fight the system, but not destroy the system. How do you bridge that gap? So you've got a coalition of people that can work together. We have to have a bold vision to rally around, and that's what's been missing for some time. Uh, I, my vision is one that inspires people, and because what we're doing is we're taking power from these subject matter experts, these corporate experts, these government experts that want to make decisions for us in our lives, and we're giving it to people so that they can reach for the heights of their own potential. And uh, school choice is a powerful way where you can – uh, disrupt that institution education, but people can rally around these ideas because they're ready for something new. And it doesn't mean we throw the baby out with, with the bathwater. There's a lot of folks that would like to see something revolutionary in America today, something innovative and unique. Uh, and that is what I, I've set out to do. But more important than anything else, if you want to bring positive change you have to create a movement. You have to create a mandate. And when you, uh, when you talk about bridging the gap, nothing does that better than connecting with people. So I travel this state, the whole state, once every three to four weeks, and I'm connecting with everyday Idahoans and building those relationships and hearing what, what they're dealing with and what keeps them up at night. Those kind of relationships I find more valuable than with, well, uh, you know, corporate America through through their lobbies and, and the like. So, yeah, so, I'm not going to get along with everyone, Glenn, because, well, I, I'm, I'm a disruptor. So tell me what the vision is. What are the people in Idaho mostly concerned about? And what is your vision? The biggest thing that's happening in this state right now, we have a system of government, uh, an old uh, idea that has existed in the Republican Party for too long, where the government exists to benefit the politically connected. That's what we got to turn around. I'll give you a perfect example of this. But think of this. This is Idaho. Our Republican governor uh, uh, just cut a $50 million tax deal to give tax breaks to Facebook. So that they would build a facility here and, and, you know, we're all supposed to clap because it's going to create a hundred new jobs. And I imagine they'll, they'll find, you know, uh, they'll bring here to Idaho a hundred, uh, you know, Berkeley uh, educated leftists, which uh, will just make our problems even worse. That kind of thinking is what has to be expunged. And, and Idahoans, particularly when we're dealing with an ag state, 
uh, we deal with drought. And now we have this server farm. Facebook's bringing in 170 million gallons of water a year. People see that and it bothers them. But uh, more than that, it's a bigger story about what what these multinational corporations, how they're exercising their complete domination over our lives, over the government. And that is exactly the fight that I want to bring to the forefront. We need to have an environment that is business friendly to small and medium sized businesses and entrepreneurs. But when it comes to these multinational corporations that cut deals with, you know, Chinese Communist Party owned uh, companies in other parts of the world to get their capital and bring those insane policies into America, we got to have governors all across this country that call it for what it is and have a plan to tackle those problems. And so when it comes to these corporations uh, in Idaho, the governor is empowered to investigate any corporation in the state of Idaho. So since Facebook decided to move a facility here, Glenn, I tell you, we're going to have some fun. We're going to get to the truth. I would, if I were elected governor, I would investigate Facebook for their shadow banning, uh, for uh, defrauding advertisers about impressions and reach and the like. Uh, let's let's let the truth have its day. Uh, <clears throat> last question: How's your soul? How's my soul? <laughs> probably the probably the most important question. Uh, I uh, you know one of the books uh, that you wrote, Glenn, that uh, that I've read and I really enjoyed it was being George Washington. And mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, I I've learned is, you know, strength rejoices in the challenge and this is a time where nothing seems real in the world anymore everything's manufactured it's all engineered and it's really on my heart to disrupt that uh you know my my family they lived under they fled from communism in eastern europe and came to this this country so they could make decisions for themselves and i'm watching as america starts to adopt those same ideas that destroyed countless countries across the world what, uh, I, I guess what's on my heart, what I would describe is I want to win that fight. That's why I'm here today. That's why I'm taking on the political machine. And because I come armed with the truth, they try to silence me. Even even here in this state, the, the sitting governor and the sitting lieutenant governor, who are my opponents in this race, they have for the first time since debates uh, have ever been been hosted in the state, for the first time they have refused to debate me think of that there's not going to be debates in idaho this year because they don't want to have these tough conversations that is a dangerous precedent ed humphreys you can uh find his website edforidaho.com if he sounds like your guy you've got to find somebody that you think is going to do the right thing for your family and your state this is the firewall um if you consider ed find out more about him edforidaho.com ed thank you very much uh, by the way thank we're going to talk to the uh, current lieutenant governor who's also running he just spoke about we'll talk to her in just a few minutes tunnel twins books um there is a new book out called the creature from jekyll island and this is from the tunnel twins this was actually this is actually based on the book by G. Edward Griffin. Yeah, you've done a bunch of specials over the years on that. We've book. had him on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did talk we've to had him on. Yeah, uh, it's, and it's, a, it's about the Fed uh, and yeah. the foundation and formation of the Fed. Uh, and the Tuttle Twin books are great uh, overall. My daughter 
you know, I don't know, having your daughter, who's my daughter's nine, ask me to read her a book about the Fed Federal Reserve is not something you expect to experience in your life. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she does. She asks really? me to read her these books that you know, there's one about the very famous essay, I Pencil. I love there's that. one about, um, you know, which is, again, basically the praising how capitalism and markets mm-hmm. work. And these are things that, you know, would be difficult for you to talk to your kids about without uh, these impossible. Books. Yeah. Impossible. I think without yeah. these books. Um, the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island explain inflation, explains how the Fed works, explains how the Fed should not be in our lives, quite honestly. And you can get it for free. I think this is so crucial for families right now so you can prepare and batten down the hatches for the inflation that is coming. Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. It is free. Just pay for shipping while supplies last at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. So we are in Utah, uh, Idaho hour here on the Glenn Beck program. Well, it's Idaho two segment. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we're going to be talking to you know her as well uh, coming up in uh, the, the lieutenant governor here in just a couple of minutes. You think and this is one of the things that I think people focus on a lot when we get to primary season, which is it's not just about the state remaining red or having a red seat like we have a uh, one of our senators here in, in Texas is one of the worst has John one of the Cornyn, he's Cornyn horrible has one of the worst voting records uh, of mm. any conservative uh for, and he started out so great he started out well but you know that was 22 years ago yeah uh things have changed that's what happens when you're in dc all those years mm-hmm. that's why we need term limits yes for, first of all term limits but when you have an opportunity to select which Republican is going to be in office in a red state, you should select wisely. The good one. It's really Pick the important. good one. So the the current lieutenant governor, she's running for governor now. She's the one, if I might remind you, that when the governor left the state, she said, no more of this mask mandate stuff. Remember, she right, reversed. She, yeah, she had a, at least there was a quite a controversy about this move, which she basically said, you know, because he was out. Uh, out of the state she was you know temporarily running the state typically you don't have major policy changes in those periods but she thought it was really important (laughs) and certainly the people of idaho agree right i mean that was a you know a strange way to go through the pandemic uh in a state like idaho i mean it's just shocking not consistent with what what the people want yeah i think the uh the governor who is running for re-election uh I, i think he is I think he's I don't think he's going to win the primary and he's not a favorite of yours no is he doesn't no. doesn't seem but to I be. don't I'm, live in Idaho so right. I don't have a say the right. people in Idaho do mm-hmm. we just want to make you aware of some of the options and point you in your state to pay attention the Glenn Beck program so let me tell you about my pillow my pillow is great and their their Giza dream sheets are 60% off right now. Yeah, they're fantastic. These are sheets that we, we use and they are so comfortable. There's that moment when you get into bed and you just feel that incredible like relief of the day. Like all the whatever stress you had during the day, you get, get into the bed with those really comfortable sheets. If you have these sheets from my pillow, you know what I'm talking about. It feels totally different. It's a different experience. It is it is letting all of the weight of the day go away. 
And they're not like a zillion dollars. They're like no. really reasonably priced. And right now they're 60% off. Jeez. They come in as low as thirty nine ninety nine. If you've ever bought good sheets, you can't buy them at that price. These are great sheets. These aren't just good. They're great. And don't take my word for it. There's a 60-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't think they're the greatest sheets you've slept on, I do. If you don't, send them back. Get your money back. MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code BECK and save. Also, you can call them at 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Or look for the great radio specials at MyPillow.com. Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get your dose every day of Pat Gray Unleashed. This is the Glenn Beck program. I wanted to bring on the um, lieutenant governor of Idaho. She is the... um, gubernatorial candidate you might remember she is the one that uh, when the governor left the state she was like yeah we're not doing any of that stuff uh for covid uh which i cheered personally um janice mcgeehan is her name and uh, you can follow her at janiceforidaho.com these are really important in every state you must pay attention um my opinion brad little the governor of idaho who's running again is absolutely a waste of a chair. Um, just <laughs> not a, not a Republican. Uh, and I, I thought he was um, very out of touch when I met him, but that's just me. And I'm not a resident of Idaho. Uh, the Lieutenant governor is here uh, to talk a little bit about her campaign. Janice, welcome. Good morning, Glenn. Thank you so much for inviting me to join your show this morning. I truly appreciate all that you do for conservative movement in America. Thank you very much. I would like to start the uh, uh, the the interview with um, your opinion on on if you think that Brian Stelter from CNN actually grew in a potato farm there in Idaho. (laughs) But I don't want to start off with nastiness. So we'll move on. Janice, tell us, tell us, tell us your vision and why you should be the candidate for um, governor. Well, Glenn, I, I'm concerned in the last two years, the decisions that are that our current governor, Mr. Little, has made. And, and you mentioned some of his actions and really his lack of action to protect the freedoms and liberties of the individual, a lack of standing firm for the sovereignty of our state and giving away our traditional conservative values all in the name of of compromise and and just bringing more money into our state as i've traveled across idaho for the past year i have listened to the people of idaho and they have the people of idaho have a strong voice very conservative voice in Idaho. And we have Mr. Little that is not listening to the people. He has failed the people. He has not stood behind President Trump in the 2020 election. That is um, why I have received the endorsement of of Donald Trump in this campaign, because I stand for election integrity and fighting for forensic audits in Idaho and in America. 
what we saw in 2020. We've learned a lot. and We need to make sure that that some of those election irregularities never happen again. And our governor, Mr. Little, with his small ideas of giving, um, we have this $2 billion surplus in our state and just a small amount of tax return to the citizens of Idaho, rather than taking that that amount of excess revenues, which means we're overtaxed, giving that money back to the hardworking citizens of Idaho in the form of lowered um, sales tax, removing sales tax on food, reducing our our gas tax and our property tax. Um, Mr. Little used that money instead to grow government programs and government funding over 20% increase in our state budget programs this, this year. So we're talking to the Lieutenant Governor of, uh, of Idaho. Pardon me for my voice, um, uh, Lieutenant Governor. But um, um, when you look at your state, you have a lot of people who are farmers, ranchers. You have a lifestyle in Idaho, and it's being challenged by newcomers and businesses. How do you balance these two so you don't lose the essence of Idaho. I think the way that we balance this is um, we have a we create a fair a fair um, playing field for all. We have a lot of people that are moving into Idaho from other states. These states that have gone radical and um, moving to Idaho because they've lost the states have they've you know they've lost their freedoms in these other states and they're coming to Idaho and some of the people that are most engaged in protecting our traditional conservative way of life here in Idaho are those individuals that are coming here. But at the same time, Glenn, we have businesses that are being enticed and um, Mr. Little and the leadership giving away special tax incentives to these corporations like Facebook. They gave a, a special tax incentive to Facebook to relocate outside of a, uh, you know, a community in Cuna, Idaho, munching up our, our, our agricultural farmland, making more demands on the water and the resources in our state. So what, that's what I'm talking about is we need to have a level playing ground where we do not have this corruption and this cronyism that if you come in and wave a big check in front of the politicians know they're going to give you a special incentive to come to this state. It needs to be a, a level playing ground where all of our businesses, if we're going to, we need to reduce the tax burden and the regulation on our businesses, all of them, 90% or more of all the jobs created in Idaho are created by small business community. And we need to do more to support the small business community and not just give uh, give uh, away all of our resources and our tax tax revenues to these special interests. So coming in. You, I'm sure you're aware I was up uh, talking to your governor about ESG <clears throat> and yes. and all of the Republicans were on board. And then the big banks came in and started um, doing I think there were I can't remember exactly. I don't want to give the wrong number, but there were a lot of uh, bank lobbyists, big bank lobbyists, um, and that was shot down. And if your state, I mean, all kinds of states now are are enacting. I think Arizona just did another one 
where if you are using ESG and you're going after gun sellers or anything else, you're breaking the law. Um, we couldn't get any movement um, in Idaho on this. The special interest seems locked up. How can we trust that you are going to be somebody that would break that up? Well, because of my the example that I've given in the past, of the past two years, my willingness to stand up against the establishment, stand, speak out against the governor, and, and I've been criticized for that because people don't expect that from mm. the lieutenant governor, uh, um, you know, working against the, the current governor. But as I've explained to the people of Idaho and here in Idaho, the governor and the lieutenant governor are separately elected constitutional offices. We, we do not run as a team like some states do. And so when I swore my oath to the um, law and to the Constitution of Idaho, I, that's, that's who I that's where I follow. And I do not subscribe my allegiance to the governor. And when he speaks, when he steps out of line and violates our Constitution and our laws and the rights of the individual, that's what people in Idaho can count on me, that I will am always willing to stand in their defense and stand in the gap. That's the kind of leadership that we need in Idaho. That's the kind of leadership we, we need to see more of throughout America. So I have to ask you, ask you one question, and this is um, a tough question, but it is also personally driven to some degree. I'm from the Seattle area. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. I've always wanted to go home and live in the Pacific Northwest. My wife is like, you're not moving me there to that rain. Um, and the entire West Coast has just fallen off the map. It's crazy. Um, and so Idaho is the Pacific Northwest, and it's great, but it has always had a reputation of small pockets of white nationalists and crazies. Um, every state has them. Um, I shouldn't say that. Um, many states have them. Uh, and you, you were, um, you gave a recorded speech um, at a um, first political action conference. It's founded by Nick Fuentes. You said you didn't know who that was, etc. Um, I find that hard to believe because I, I mean, I give speeches all the time and I never, my staff does this. How did you overlook that? And I'm, I'm only asking because I have property in Idaho and I'm counting on Idaho to come through. And I don't want any white supremacist group to have any oxygen at all from the state leadership. And I and I agree and that I I believe that same thing. And I personally have no acquaintance or friends with with those people. I believe that we are all created in God's image. We are all equal um, with the rights of life, liberty and um these are inalienable rights of us as citizens. So I completely am in agreement with you on that. What happened with that conference, I was asked, and, and it's an honest, true statement when I made, a, when I said I do not, I do not know who that person is. I did not know anything about him at the time. But the person who invited me to submit a video, it was Michelle Malkin, 
and she invited me to submit this pre-recorded video to the conference that they had. The conference is made up a lot of conservatives from all over the country, and they are interested in America first policies, the policies of, of Donald Trump securing our border, um, be- believing in the fact that America is based on Judeo-Christian values. So um, that's what happened, and I have um, made that statement over and over yeah. again. That's, that's who I am. <clears throat> that's what I believe. Asked and answered. Thank you very much. Um, um, I wish you the best. How can people get involved? I guess they just go to your website, which is JaniceForIdaho.com. Yes. Yep. And uh, w- there's lots of ways to still get involved. We're targeting neighborhoods where where we've recognized all of the Trump supporters throughout Idaho. We've, we're knocking on doors, making calls, thousands and thousands of those um, outreach being made and um, getting still getting around the state, lots of events, just going and talking. The primary is May 17th. Does, does Brad little actually have a chance of winning this? Well, it's not easy to go against an incumbent, um, but I'm the front runner in the race to, to be successful against him. And if we unite as conservatives, there is a path to victory. We need to get people to the polls because there is an effort by Democrats and establishment Republicans yes. to Democrats to cross over. So we get people to the polls. That's how we win. Well, I will tell you this, that uh, you're exactly right. When push comes to shove, um, we have to unite uh, and win because I don't think any state will survive if you don't have constitutionalists that are not connected to the graft and everything else. Um, we don't survive. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, if Lieutenant can, Governor. It, no, thank you, Glenn. You bet. God bless. Um, our sponsor this half hour is LifeLock. LifeLock is taking on a pretty high importance right now as you look at the world and where it stands. You know, the cyber attacks are going crazy. People's identity uh, as being stolen all the time. And if you don't lock this stuff down, you are not taking care of your financial future. You have to do this. And that is why LifeLock exists that make it easy. I would say like, you know, if you had to do this stuff yourself, you'd never get it done. <laughs> you just, a lot, just some cyber criminal would be taking your identity every five minutes. I tell you, it, I mean, honestly, on most of this stuff, if I'm driving in my car, I think every day. Yeah, I should do that. Yeah. And then I don't. Oh, I, my, I have a to-do list that is 10 pages long yeah. of things that I should have done already. <laughs> and at least right. many of the things on that to-do list, on my to-do list, mm-hmm. some of them are like 10 years old. Oh, yeah. 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 The, the people involved in them are dead. Yeah. They've long passed away and I'm <laughs> yeah. still, they're still on the list. Got to call them soon. Um, but uh, with LifeLock, you can get it done all in one place and it can take care of this problem for you. All right. Uh, No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is there, and I think they're the best in the business. Join now. Save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
It's Stu and Pat for Glenn here for the last couple of minutes as Glenn, his war hero uh, efforts today to get through mm. the sore throat were pretty impressive. I'm sure he gave it to both of us, and we're not going to like him tomorrow, but today, pretty impressive well, effort. He's claiming allergies. Yeah, I don't believe it. You I don't never, believe it? I don't believe it. I mean, yeah. he, he, the guys, I've never met a person with more health problems than Glenn Beck. It's got to be something, something contagious, something that's going to kill us. Yeah, probably. He, right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, we, are, of course, spent a good chunk of the day today mourning the loss of CNN+. Plus. It was difficult. It, it was, was tough to get through the show, really. It really was. You know, it's you the get, first thing I, I thought of when I woke up at 2.30 this morning, and I wept. Mm. I wept openly. You know, I, uh, a lot of people put the, uh, the flag of Ukraine in their Twitter bios. I'm going to put uh, CNN Plus in mine, in memory. Wow, wow that's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> actually did, we did create a Stu Plus logo. I saw that. You we saw showed that? it on, oh, you did? on my show this oh, morning. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Uh, yeah. You could go to uh, StuDoesMerch.com, get a mug. With uh-huh. the Stu Plus with the logo. Stu Plus. We're, we're launching StuDoesAmericaPlus.com. Already uh, it's yeah. lasted longer than CNN Plus. <laughs> it's so got, pretty good. I will tell you, <laughs> we will make sure at the very least it lasts one day longer than CNN Plus does. <laughs> you have to. Uh, just for that, because I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it, it really is amazing. And probably the single worst media failure of all time, Pat? Yeah, I think so. Fair? I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's joyful to behold. <laughs> because the people there are so reprehensible well, that the, we're going the, to represent uh, CNN Plus. Like Brian Stelter. We need more Brian Stelter. Nobody wants as much as we have right now. I think America has decided on that when the market yeah. has decided on that. I mean, yes. it sucks because there are people who are running cameras and have nothing to do with this. They're just... they're and they're, They got screwed, really. I mean, yeah. they, they got invited over to this place to work that was supposed to be a billion dollar venture and it can't last even there anymore i mean that sucks for them and i you know but the 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 people who are putting the crap on the air and the people deciding about that uh and performing it Mm -hmm. it's hard to feel bad it's hard to feel bad for them honestly (laughs) it is this is the glenn back program